everyone. This is TBI Talks Tech. I'm Eric Hill, sales trainer with TBI, and along with me is Dave Polakowski, operations trainer here at TBI. And today we're going to be talking about working from home. And we have a very special guest with us today. It is our director of information and technology and facilities at TBI, Joel Hoffman. But before we get into that, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we have seen from a personal standpoint. So Eric, how has the working from home, switching to working from home been working for you? Yeah, I mean, I've been speaking with vendors, CMs, but as far as what I've seen out there, you know, it's really, really aggressive spiffs, especially for state, local, education, government. You know, a lot of people out there right now are getting traction on, on UC, but mobility. Uh, a guy I talked to just got an 80-line mobility deal with a construction company, you know, private hotspots. A lot of providers are doing good things, too, as far as just grassroots efforts and giving people free, uh, you know, whether it's 60, 90 days, whatever, before they actually have to pay their first bill, just because uh, depending on the vertical, you've got to be You've got to be sensitive right now. Hospitality, you know, they're hurting, right? Um, so they're kind of scrambling as far as, well, what can we do to really add value to the customers we have? So I think end users have kind of been going into their shell a little bit if they were shopping and they're falling back with brands and partners that they're they're comfortable with, you know, not not so much exploring um, as as going with the tried and true and folks they've worked with in the past. And something interesting I heard uh, on our webinar actually that Anish uh, had run just yesterday was that a lot of agents who had deals in the pipeline they thought were gonna close, they've gone away. And those those prospects that were tougher to crack or just die hard on-prem, they've actually picked up the phone and come back to our, our agents and partners. So there's a lot of opportunity out there right now, but I think you just have to be you know, sensitive to the situation. And, and at the end of the day, you're not, you're not bothering customers by calling them, right? You're trying to help and you're trying to facilitate communication and in, in infrastructure and make sure that their doors can stay open. So just to kind of give everyone an ops perspective, or at least what TBI um, from a, an overhead kind of view is looking like as far as our transition to home, we, from my perspective, didn't really experience a lot of uh, hindrances. You know, for example, our post-sales team, we have many people that are kind of working in different states and different places kind of around the country. They're a little bit more used to being on the remote side and kind of dealing with people that aren't in the office with them. But I was actually really impressed um, with some of the pre-sales and qualifications and cable teams and, and teams that are used to, you know, frankly, sitting right next to each other and being able to just pop your head up and ask a question. From my perspective and from talking with the managers, we haven't really seen a drop in productivity. And I think a lot of that is the teams buying into, you know, a lot of the technologies that we're, we're selling, right? So even, you know, video conferencing, just kind of, you know, meeting online as opposed to in person, right? So it's, it's been actually a pretty, I don't want to say completely seamless, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of work and I'm sure Joe will have plenty to say about the, the work involved, but we've done a really good job and we really haven't lost too much momentum or anything like that. So um, from TBI's perspective, you know, I feel like we've done a very good job of, of, of kind of making that adjustment. And I think that's really important to kind of, you know, lead by example in a way and kind of show, you know, hey, this is the technology we're, we're working with and selling. Here's how we're applying that to TBI and to, you know, allow us to keep 
continuing to do business as you know normally as possible in the given situation. And so with that, I would like to bring on our very special guest. He is the Director of Information Technology and Facilities, Joel Hoffman. Joel, how you doing? And thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is exciting. My first podcast. Welcome to the gang. You're, per- you're part of the crew now, Joel. You're, you've been initiated. From your perspective, give me um, a little bit of insight as to what that transition looked like from an IT perspective of getting TBI, you know, such a large amount of employees to be able to work from home in, frankly, a pretty short amount of time. So I'd like to say we just waved a wand and get it got everybody out the door on a, on a <laughs> single day. But the reality is there was a very small part that had to be handled in the last week or so. We've been moving to this environment for three or four years. Every time we do a system upgrade or a migration or replacement, uh, we look at the platform and make sure that it is a work from home tool, a work from anywhere tool, right? So that Anyone can access any system anywhere on any device. That's that's our goal. And when we are implementing upgrades and things like that, we want to make sure that that's the availability we expect from the product. So over the last three years, we've replaced our email platform, our hosted voice platform, our CRM platform, all of these uh, firewalls, VPNs, all of these items that have been upgraded were with the mindset of being able to work from home or work from anywhere. So that portion was already in place long before the virus actually hit. We did have one segment of our organization, the Omni Center. They were not able to work from home. They were not prepared to work from home. It was never something that we were looking to do. So that was really the thing that we had to jump into quickly. We had about 30 users that did not have the ability to work from home. So we we grabbed loaner laptops, we grabbed laptops that were set to be deployed for upcoming new hires, and we deployed those out to our existing employees up to the point where we ran out and we actually had to leverage some desktops. We had mini desktops that uh, we sent home with people and a monitor under their arm and they were able to get home, get on their networks. We, we had, before they left, we had deployed security software, the VPN software, the, the remote support software, anything that was on a, a portable device, laptop, tablet, those types of things were deployed onto the desktops that weren't there. So that once they got home, if we needed to support them, if, uh, well, they need to be on the VPN. They had all those tools available from day one. And I know, I know, Joel, some of our, our Omni employees, right, that work with providers, like they're really strict compliances and things like that. Like what about just for our audience, whether they're customers or whether they're agents with customers who have strict compliances, like what, what types of challenges are unique to those verticals that, you know, hey, to access this stuff on a home network is is kind of touch and go because we can't ensure the security of the home network. So that's where VPNs take place, right, or, or take precedence. So we have uh, VPN clients on the user's devices. They can VPN back to the Chicago office, our home office. It's a secured, encrypted connection between their home device and or, or their work device that's at home and their work office. And then from there, they can... They can branch out and go to the other uh, vendors or or partners that they need to through our secure connections from the office to the the vendor. Some vendors, 
don't require that. They have their own deployed VPNs that are dual factor authentication VPNs that live on the device and connect directly to the vendor. So it doesn't matter where you are, if you're in the office or home or on the road, you still can connect. And that's their choice. We comply to their compliance structure. We follow their recommendations and, and use the VPN in that way. Or if people expect us to be uh, direct VPN'd in from our office, we set those up for um, our employees to work that way too. So there's multiple different layers. That was a bit of a, a hurdle to jump to make sure everybody had what they needed. Typically, uh, I, would, I would even say uh, the majority of time, no one jumps from vendor to vendor. Uh, they, if they make a jump from another vendor, that's that's a, a lateral move or a promotion. It's a long-term thing. It's not happening throughout the day. So they don't need multiple tools during the day to do their job. They just need the tool to deal with that vendor. You know, we, we, we've learned some things, I guess, of how, you know, this was implemented, some of the, the issues and different things, considerations such as compliances that Eric brought up that we've had to consider while um, making this change. So what are um, some of the things, I guess, personally for you and your team in IT that have helped in this change, you know, as far as Zoom meetings, I guess, what what sort of technologies or practices are you using personally to kind of stay connected with your team? We're the IT team. We're pretty technology uh, savvy and we, we vet and test everything. So the 8x8 phones, the Zoom meetings, Teams, Teams is a huge part of what we do. We have groups uh, with just my team. Right, I have groups with different managers. Rafat from my team has a, a group just with the Omni managers because that's what he, he primarily supports. So that immediate communication helps a lot. Prior to leaving the office, I've every day I have a stand-up meeting. It's it's ten or fifteen minutes. I go into the IT room and I sit and just go over any major issues that anybody needs to talk to me about. Maybe get get it off the plate for the day, the morning, so they give them a little direction that they might be lacking. We've maintained that while we're remote. I have that same meeting, I'll only have it through Zoom. Every day, 9 o'clock, 15, 20 minutes, we go over what the expectations are for everybody on the day, where they've got gotchas. And, you know, honestly, the biggest challenge we've had is, is we're still hiring. We're still bringing people on board. Mm-hmm. Right. And... I can't just walk to the desk that they're going to sit at on Monday morning and give them their laptop. So we've had to come up with alternate ways of shipping things, uh, different suppliers, because quite frankly, our normal suppliers are out of things like monitors and laptops and, and, and cables because everybody's snatched them all up to go work from home. So we've had to vet and find alternate sources to get things. But we have three new hires starting on Monday and their equipment shipped today and they will have it tomorrow to get set up so that when they hit the ground running on Monday, they'll be ready to go. Finding workarounds for those things have been challenges, but the actual structure of the IT infrastructure itself and the performance has actually been really solid and and we're very pleased. Very few tickets, very few help desk issues on items like Zoom and tools and being able to get into NetSuite. Yeah, and I can see that firsthand just by talking to the teams that that's you know, it's a little weird that we're working from home, but as far as functionality, we're not really seeing a, a drop, you know, in, in, in productivity or anything like that. Yeah, and I didn't mean to be all gloom and doom earlier when I was like, oh, you know, hospitality, retail, <laughs> they're hurting because, you know, what's bad for some has been a real boon, you know, for others. So, you know, like our industry, ISPs, infrastructure providers are seeing a real uptick logistics companies healthcare companies you know anything media streaming is doing great right now so there's still business out there to be had but i think you just have to 
consider the current environment and really tailor your message and you know the blanket prospecting never great but especially uh, today that's not going to work but i know our cms they've been busier than ever you know they don't have appointments and stuff like that but i think they're really in a unique spot to influence agents you know what they do today is going to help to influence how their agents view them you know next year two years from now when they're considering where to place their business. For years, I've heard a number of corporations say, no, we can't do work from home. No, it's not feasible. No, there's no way to do it. And today people are doing it. They're, they're finding ways around it. We're helping them cope with finding technologies on how to do it. I know I was on a call earlier today trying to help one of the vendors comply with their compliance regulations and still do business. And People are, are going to have to be more nimble. They're going to have to think out of the box a bit. It is going to happen. There will be a change. Things will will eventually get back to normal. People will go back to the office. But I think the work from home environment is something that's never going to go away now. It'll be more prevalent than it was 30 days ago. What we're seeing now is kind of, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. And so it's, you know, when things have to happen and when work from home isn't an option, but, a, you know, a, a necessity um, we're kind of seeing, you know, what what uh, it takes to get that done. And um, I mean, I, I can only speak on behalf of myself and but on behalf of the rest of the team, um, I just really like to thank you, Joel, for making this a really seamless transition for from what I can see and from my personal perspective and and from the ops department. It, it, it feels good to be able to kind of, like I said before, lead by example and show like, hey, you know, we're not just in the business of technology We're you know, we have the ability and here's how we can make this transition in, in a seamless way as well. So, so Joel, you mentioned that it, it's not completely seamless. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into planning. Uh, we got out ahead of it and started this process, you know, weeks, if not years ago. But what about if one of our agents has a customer who didn't prepare for a disaster like this? They were just caught a little flat-footed. Where would they even start? So I would start um, in a UCAS platform that, that seems to be the collaboration tools, the communication tools that are easy to deploy. You can have them up within 24 hours in most cases. Give yourself a hosted voice platform, give yourself a, a video chat platform, give yourself a IM platform all integrated into one. One solution can handle multiple and it'll at least get you a jumping off point before you start looking at the other things. But those are are the important tools to allow your employees to talk to each other and quite frankly, to talk to your clients and your vendors. And you brought up leadership. It was going to be my next point. Um, they were great. There was a lot of communication. So there was no surprise that we were going to do this or they were going to pull the trigger. For myself and my team, we were given enough notice to get things together. So that's an, that's really important too for people to realize it. it's a team right? There's there's not one person or one department that pulls these things off. It has to be communicated across the board. It has to be a group decision. And when it happens, uh, you have to give the the, the employees and, and the, the people that have a stake in those departments uh, enough time to pull it off also. I know for you guys and the events team, the training team and stuff, it really took a hit in the way that you do your jobs, right? There, there, there was a change in the way that you guys have to do things too. So being flexible and, and nimble and being able to change like that's important. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a trip to Indy that got 
put on hold until the summer. New hire, the new channel manager starting next week. I'm leading that training. It's going to be all virtual. So that's going to be a change and a pretty major shift. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to getting back to whatever a new normal will look like. But yeah, I don't think we're going back to, to the way things were. Yeah, I'd agree. And, and that's not, you know, I think what this will do is provide us almost like a test period of like, hey, here's what we were able to accomplish when we absolutely had to to switch over right away. And I guess I shouldn't say right away because I think, Joel, and if, you know, I'm hearing you correctly, it there is some correlation to me to kind of the move where it seems like leadership got in the same direction and started pulling early up, early enough on to kind of give you the ability to do that. So absolutely that that seems like a correlation between the two instances of just you know getting everyone on the same page and especially obviously it's got got to start at the top so um the fact that leadership was able to to do that so quickly and efficiently and get us all kind of moving in the same direction was was really good to see and and really um really helpful for everybody yeah but sales wise i think it's not the time to take your foot off the gas like i said you're not bothering people during a crisis you're really trying to to enable them our marketing team has great resources they turned around really quick and threw out there in relation to covid 19. we've got email campaigns one cheaters agents can customize you know talk to your channel manager talk to tbi training it's just training at tbicom.com we're happy to jump on a call, even if it's not a training specifically, and just talk about what we've mm-hmm. seen from customers and agents across our base. Podcasts aren't hard, are they, Joel? Pretty no, easy, this right? is, just like wait a, a minute, call. this is a podcast? I thought you and I guys were just talking. <laughs> See, we tricked you into doing one. You didn't even know you were doing one. <laughs> That's what we're going to start doing, just not telling people. Yeah, surprise podcast. I like it. Joel, last question, unless you have something else you want to get into, but uh, what have you been finding yourself doing while you've had some time uh, out of the office. Uh, any any new fun uh, hobbies or, you know, you learn in magic or how to do yo-yo tricks or anything fun like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. Um, I cleaned a couple right. drawers, you know, nothing nothing really exciting yet. Um, yeah, yeah they, the, the truth is, is that we've been busy. I'm not, I don't have uh, more spare time than I had. You know, instead of getting home from a commute, um, I might not, be commuting, but maybe I'm sitting here till six or six thirty, just wrapping right. up a couple of things. Right? I hope this doesn't continue to be the, the trend. You know, working from home doesn't mean that you're supposed to work harder or longer. Um, you're still so supposed to only put your eight hours in, or, or ten hours, or whatever you normally do at the office. But during this first two weeks of working from home, there's been, you know, there's been a lot of opportunity for TBI, and I've been part of of, of helping the sales staff and others get that opportunity coordinated. So there's been additional duties to, to for me to do besides just the IT side of things, like this podcast. Um, doesn't normally sit in my realm of, of day-to-day things, right? So we had family a little bit over on the weekend. My, my kids came home. They were contemplating staying here full-time, and then their jobs were deemed to be essential, so they had to go back to work. It's pretty much life is normal here, except I'm I'm only commuting down five stairs instead of forty five minute drive. Hey man, Chicago, that's like one of the most important parts of the day. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. at least uh, yeah, definitely a silver lining amongst all this. So well, I've got a baby home this week, so my mother in law will be here next week watching the kid like eight to five. So that will be a relief. Yep, I just I just have a dog, so um, I feel for you guys. I'm uh, I'm at least able to put him in a different room and just kind of leave him there. So <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit. Dogs are like big babies anyway. We've, 
My wife is working from home. The two college-age kids are here. Their, their schools have been shut down, so they're doing uh, online classes. So everybody's life's a little different. We'll see... Uh, so far, family dinners. We're having family dinners again because everybody's here. And it's it's good to you know the fact that things haven't you know changed at is super drastically. I think is a good sign too, right? You know, keep on keeping on in, in sort of a difficult time. So, um, I mean, it's it's really just one giant use case, right, for everyone. If you're stuck on prem, you know, how are you going to access it if there's a stay home order? Absolutely. Well, Joel, thank you for joining us today. Um, you've been a fantastic guest. You've provided some great information as you always do. And uh, we hope to have you on in the future. Hopefully back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live. So. Uh, it was fun. I appreciate the invite, guys. Thanks, right, Joel. Joel. And thanks to everyone else out there. This was TBI Talks Tech. Uh, for any training needs, come to training at tbicom.com. We'll see you next time.